And now it's time for our narrative in the New Testament. And today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 35 through 59. Here's a brief overview and commentary on what we'll be narrating today. Jesus repeatedly said that he would leave this world, but would return at some future time. He also said that a kingdom was being prepared for his followers. You know, many Greeks envisioned this as a heavenly, idealized spiritual kingdom. Jews, like Isaiah and John, the writer of Revelation, saw it as a restored earthly kingdom. Christ's return at an unexpected time is not a trap, a trick by which God hopes to catch us off guard. In fact, God is delaying His return so more people will have the opportunity to follow Him. Now, before Christ's return, we have time to live out our beliefs and to reflect Jesus' love as we relate to others. People who are ready for their Lord's return are, number one, not hypocritical, but sincere. Number two, not fearful, but ready to witness. Number three, not worried, but trusting. Number four, not greedy, but generous. Five, not lazy, but diligent. May your life be more like Christ's, so that when He comes, you'll be ready to greet Him joyfully. Now, Jesus promises a reward for those who have been faithful to the Master. While we sometimes experience immediate and material rewards for our obedience to God, this is not always the case. If so, we'd be tempted to boast about our achievements and only do good for what we get. Jesus said that if we look for rewards now, we will lose them later. Our heavenly rewards will be the most accurate reflection of what we've done on earth and they will be far greater than we can even imagine. Now, Jesus has told us how to live until He comes. we got to watch for Him, work diligently, and obey His commands. Such attitudes are especially necessary for leaders. Watchful and faithful leaders will be given increased opportunities and responsibilities. The more resources, talents, and understanding we have, the more we are required to use them effectively. God will not hold us responsible for gifts He has not given us. But hey, all of us have been given enough gifts and duties to uh, keep us busy until Jesus returns. We'll also read here today about the baptism of suffering. Jesus is referring to uh, the time of His coming crucifixion. He was dreading the physical pain, of course, but even worse would be the spiritual pain of complete separation from God that would accompany his death for the sins of the world. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. April 8th, the New Testament. Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 59. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning, as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you'll be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them, put on an apron, and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, 
for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is that illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks, My master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. And a servant who knows what the master wants, but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions, will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. I have come to set the world on fire, and I wish it were already burning. I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against each other. From now on families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against or two in favor and three against. Father will be divided against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, When you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, Here comes a shower, and you are right. When the south wind blows, you say, Today will be a scorcher, and it is. You fools, you know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Why can't you decide for yourselves what is right? When you are on the way to court with your accuser, try to settle the matter before you get there. Otherwise, your accuser may drag you before the judge, who will hand you over to an officer who will throw you into prison. And if that happens, you won't be free again until you have paid the very last penny. Psalm 78, verses 56 through 64. Can God be jealous? Well, according to Scripture, yes. Like everything else about God, His jealousy is perfect. Well, in this case, we'll read about here in Psalms today, the offense caused by the ungratefulness and unfaithfulness of his people provoked a just and holy response from God. The shock conveyed in these verses we'll be reading come not from God's jealousy, but from the fact that God, though justified in passing absolute judgment, persistently seasons his responses with grace and patience. He does the same in our lives today. Our God is a patient God, a gentle, loving God. God's jealousy over you represents an honor worthy of your deepest gratitude. Psalm 78, verses 56 through 64. But they kept testing and rebelling against God Most High. They did not obey His laws. They turned back and were as faithless as their parents. They were as undependable as a crooked bow. 
They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They made Him jealous with their idols. When God heard them, He was very angry, and He completely rejected Israel. Then He abandoned His dwelling at Shiloh, the tabernacle where He had lived among the people. He allowed the ark of His might to be captured. He surrendered His glory into enemy hands. He gave His people over to be butchered by the sword, because He was so angry with His own people, His special possession. Their young men were killed by fire. Their young women died before singing their wedding songs. Their priests were slaughtered, and their widows could not mourn their deaths. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave.